0: Good day, everybody, and happy Monday. It's a snowy Monday. It's April 17th. It is the Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny, Mr. Grand Bills is here as well. What's up, buddy?
1: Good morning, Ben. You got me?
0: I do. Maybe unfortunately. I think wow. the the snow encaptures the mood of much of the state. After the debacle that was yesterday, Miami 130 the Milwaukee Bucks 117 they drop game 1. Giannis Kumbo goes down early in the first quarter with an injury, a back injury. He does not return. The Bucks fall. They make a couple runs. Grant they they were they were coming at the lead. If they there were attempts there, but the heat hit there enough shots. Attempts. The heat hit oh, enough my. shots to hold them off and the Bucks fall to 5 and 7 in game 1s under Mike Boonholzer. For a team that has had a lot of playoff success, five and seven in game ones, the Bucs will now look to win their sixth series in the last seven after losing game one. This is normal, and it's weird, and it's frustrating. I I, I think the word I'm going to start the show with, talking about the Bucks' lost to the Heat yesterday, that was an irritating game. Start to finish.
1: Yeah, because when you dig deeply into this game and you talk about all the different parts and pieces, the Bucks, even without Giannis and even giving up a lot of three-pointer, like they still could have won this game. They just needed one or two things to go their way and they didn't. And they made a couple of runs. Like you said, it's not like they let go of the rope. Not that that makes a difference in the end. They still lost, but they're never good in game ones. I didn't expect yesterday to be too much different because they've been off for like a week and a half. They haven't played a a locked in competitive game of basketball in a week and a half. So you you factor that in with the fact that they are not good in game ones anyways. And the heat have been dialed in the last couple of days. They played on Friday night. I was hoping in the second half, the Bucks would get it together, start finding their stride. The heat would tail off because they're tired. They've been playing, but Giannis getting hurt kind of changed that trajectory. So instead today, we're talking about Giannis's injury and how that impacted the game rather than. Probably what was just going to be a really typical Bucks game one that would be frustrating and they'd win by a little, but they would have won and instead Giannis gets hurt.
0: Yeah, they look like a team that hadn't played meaningful basketball in a while, which I don't think should come as a big surprise. No, I think it can. I mean, yeah, it's the first round and you're playing the eight seed and those are upsets that rarely happen, even though it is the heat and the heater kind They've been that pesky team in the playoffs for the last couple of years since the bubble, but it's not a surprise that they weren't ready or it didn't come out of the gates hot. I still think it's a big disappointment. Like it is the playoffs, right? We hear like some would think it's like, okay, yeah, they're the box. The, the path is not very challenging. They're not going to play the Celtics or the Sixers until the Eastern conference finals. Wake me up when they get to one of the other premier teams in the NBA, but it's like, we hear all season about how, and not from directly the box, but in general from NBA people, from the players, from coaches. Like we hear all season about how the regular season doesn't really matter as much. And then once you get to the playoffs about how the intensity ratchets up and then everybody is suddenly there to play. So the yeah. fact that they come out that flat and that slow. And even when Giannis goes down, the fact that there weren't answers, Grant, like, yeah, the heat shot, they had an outlier game. They, they hit crazy threes. We could have the conversation about if it's sustainable, but I still think it's a huge disappointment to see the team come out that way when, Okay, Chris Middleton was great. He hasn't really played meaningful minutes in two whole weeks. Yeah. He seemed to show up and do it. But a majority of the rest of the team didn't. And even when Giannis goes down, again, there there didn't seem to be an answer after that.
1: Well, they came out flat, like you said. That's why a game is four quarters long, right? Like like that's why a game isn't decided by twelve minutes in 12 minutes where the heat came out, like they have been playing meaningful basketball the last couple days. And the Bucs came out like they'd been off for two weeks. But ideally, over the course of four quarters, the Bucs start reeling in the heat, and they did. The problem was Giannis got hurt. And I think on my show tonight, and maybe before 2 o'clock on on this show, you can make, I think, a lot of comparisons to Game 4 against the Hawks a couple years ago when Giannis got hurt. And I walked away from that game thinking, man, if Giannis stays healthy, even though the Bucs did a lot of things poorly, the Bucs still win because the Bucs are that much better. The Bucs are that much better than the Heat, right? The Heat are not a good basketball team. I will say, though, the Heat aren't scared, right? That's the difference between the Heat and a lot of other eight seeds. The Heat have been there before. They have guys who have done it before and played in big moments. That's not the case about the Magic, who the Bucs played in the first round in 2020, or the Pistons in 2019, right? The Heat aren't good, but they're a professional basketball team, and they're not going to lay down. I still think the Bucs can beat him without Giannis, but I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a a unique first round matchup because it's not a good team, but it's a team that's done it before. It's really interesting.
0: With a lot of players that I either A, didn't know existed or B, didn't know existed <laughs> on the heat. Yeah. And this is going to be telling on myself. I didn't know Kevin Love was on the heat until I started watching the play-in games. Come playoff time. There were mm-hmm. a bunch of guys that I literally just learned who they were watching them get into this point to play the Bucs as the eighth seed. But they just, I, they had a crazy shooting day. And sometimes you're going to lose like that. I guess I come, we, we could talk about a level of concern, right? And it's game one. I still think, and we'll get to the honest injury. I have comments from coach Boone You'll hear in about 10 minutes. I even think if he was to miss a couple games or the rest of the series, God forbid, I think the Bucks should still win the series. hundred percent there's a question of the level of concern and am I long-term concerned with the performance going through the rest of the heat series? Absolutely not. I think it's things that are very easy to correct as you go and hopefully have a big time response in game two, but I don't think that should overshadow how much of a debacle that game was just how bad they played.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they played I don't know. I'll push back a little bit on that. I thought the Bucks did a lot of good things. The problem is Giannis is not only the best player in the world, Ben, but he does more than any other player in the world, right? They rely on him for a million different things, both offensively and defensively, right? They build a defense around Giannis. So when Giannis leaves the game in the middle of a game, now we're scrambling. How do we want to position Brooke Lopez? How do we want to deploy Drew Holiday, right? On offense, what is Chris Middleton do? How do we work in Bobby Porta? So they're trying to figure out all these roles now once Giannis leaves the game. And I think that's why they gave up a lot of shots at the rim. I think that's why the offense looked clunky at times, is they were scrambling to figure out how are we going to make up for this and that and the other thing. All these things that Giannis takes care of, because Giannis is, again, not just the best player in the world, but he does more than any player in the world. They were trying to make up for that. And I don't think the Bucks played that badly. I don't think they came out that flat. I think they got off to a little bit of a slow start and then Giannis got hurt and they were scrambling to try to figure out how to adjust until the end of the game.
0: It felt like they lacked composure though. I thought when you go into that, a lot of the half court stuff again, Chris Middleton, 33 points shot the ball tremendously, not from deep, but he was getting to his spots and he was scoring drew holiday. His shot wasn't working. He had 16 assists. It felt as though when they were in the half court and things were somewhat controlled that they did well. They did score 117 points. It was the moments into the third quarter and into the fourth where Javon Carter pulls up from three on the fast break when someone's wide open going in for a dunk. It's those moments. It's it's the moments where there might be some momentum and then an inexplicable shot comes. And that's just on the offensive side. So it was those moments where the lack of composure really got to me where it's like, okay, yes, if Giannis is there, those shots probably aren't taken. And going deeper into the playoffs, I would hope that they aren't taken, But they were. And they didn't work. That's a good
1: shot from Javon Carter, by the way. That's a good shot. He took that shot all year. Like, he shot 40% from three this year. I doubt a little bit that Chris Middleton was just supposed to jump up and catch a lob. Chris Middleton, respectfully, has not been in the best of shape this year. He's been injury prone this year. He kind of has stone hands at times. Like, I didn't mind the Javon Carter shot. You mentioned Middleton, by the way. The Middleton conversation today is fascinating because he had 33 points and really got to his shots and played well. He also had five or six plays that just killed them, dribbling it off his foot, making a bad pass. Yeah, Yeah, he had five turnovers, which is considerably more than anyone else on the team. Next closest was Brooke Lopez with three. But he had on top of those five turnovers, two or three plays that were just backbreakers. So I think Chris Middleton needs to get a little more organized. Drew holiday too. I think once Giannis left the game, they were scrambling a little bit to try to figure out how to deploy drew holiday defensively. Do we want to put him on Jimmy? Do we, what do we want to do with him? I think they were just trying to answer a lot of these questions on the fly. And, and I think you said
0: composure, maybe that's why they lacked composure and organization a little bit. The defense got to me, not because of the fact that the heat made all the shots, because if an NBA team is hot, they're going to win a game. You could say that about the NCAA tournament too. That's why upsets yep. happen. If if a team is going to hit every three they take, they will win. I don't care how much better the other team is, but it did kind of feel like the, and again, this could just be how they plan to play at the whole series. And it didn't work because the heat had a crazy shooting day. It felt like coach bud kind of went out with the Joe Barry type defense. He was out there, you know, but Brooke Lopez was way off about a bio, he got to his spots. It, it felt like there was some, some sagging back off everybody. And if they make all the shots, they make all the shots. It, it was a true, if Jair Alexander seven yards deep and they complete a three yard out, then they complete the three yard out.
1: I, so I need to go back and look a little bit. And I, I didn't, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was really frustrated after last night's game. Cause I, it just bums me out when games like this happen. Cause because I work in sports talk, Not only do we have to talk about this, but I love listening to a lot of other sports talk too, and I this is going to be a frustrating 24 hours. So I didn't read anything after the game. I want to go back and look at Eric Names' stuff and some of the other things at The Athletic and and people that I like. Defensively, the eye test things that jumped out to me is they just kind of let Jimmy Butler walk into his shots. That was the most frustrating thing for me. If Gabe Vincent and Kevin Love are hitting deep threes, okay, like that's going to happen. Letting Jimmy Butler walk into a practice shot at the top of the key that that's he you can't let him do that like we've been playing against Jimmy Butler for a couple of years now you can't let him just walk into those mid-range jumpers I, I thought it, it wasn't the three-point defense that was lacking it was situational defense against Jimmy Butler and defense at the rim without Giannis out there they they really gave up buckets at the rim which they haven't done all year
0: long 877 1670 Coming back. I I want to talk about Giannis's injury. We could take your calls as well. Bucks drop game one to the heat. What's the uh, 877-867-1670? That's how you get a hold of the show. Uh, Coming up, we can open the phone lines. Grant, what is the, what's the biggest disappointing thing from last night? And I don't think like Giannis's injury sucks and we're going to get to it. It is the story from the game more so than the loss and more so how they played. But I don't categorize that as a disappointment from on the court because it's somewhat uncontrollable. And we could get into the whole charge stuff if you want. I don't. I wasn't really wading into that discussion last night. People were angry. But what's the biggest disappointment from the game, from the loss? For me, it's the rust. For me, it's the coming out of the gates very slow. And it is only game one. And the great thing is there's a reason you play this long of a series. There's a lot of time to correct it. This isn't the NFL, where if you come out very slow on offense, or defense, in a playoff game, and then there isn't enough time to correct it. This is a, a long series for a reason. Frankly, yesterday's game was a long game for a reason. The Bucks had ample opportunities to come back and win the game. But still, the most disappointing thing, uh, there are positives there with, with how Middleton played on offense, minus the turnovers. But the most disappointing thing to me was the rust. It was showing up. And the Heat had just played multiple games to get to this point. A true MLB wild card round run that we're seeing where they get a little momentum and then play a much better team that had been sitting. But still, it's a disappointment. It still is the playoffs. And I expect the team, I expect Coach Bud, I expect all the guys, starters, the bench, to still come out and and have the juice, have the energy in the first game. And they didn't do it. And that's why they lost.
1: So, that is disappointing. I'll just level with you. As someone who's watched Bucks playoff games for the last couple of years, it's somewhat I didn't expected. expect them to come out. Yeah. Like, they're not good in game ones. And I didn't expect that to be any different when they had a week and a half layoff. So it's disappointing, yeah. But I, I kind of expected it. I don't know. I, I think the most disappointing thing for me is, I don't know, this felt a lot more like 2019 Bucks against the Heat. Than it did 2020 2021 Bucks against the Heat. Like you're going under screens, you're letting Jimmy Butler walk into his looks. Like this looked like a Bucks team that had never played against this Heat team before. I think that that's what was frustrating. And, and I don't want to kill him too much because Giannis leaves, and like I said, Ben, Giannis does so many things. So when he's removed from the game, you're scrambling to cover all of those responsibilities and and all those different things that Giannis does. But I, I think in in a big picture sense, the frustrating part of yesterday's game was it kind of looked like this was the first time coach bud and this team were playing against this heat team. And that's absolutely not true. We're very familiar with this team and that still didn't really seem to make a difference yesterday.
0: I think no matter what is said today, uh, the, the utmost importance going forward is the response whenever this happens. And again, the bucks have lost five, uh, they are five and seven in game ones under coach bud. They have won five of the last six series after losing game one. So it's very familiar territory. The Suns NBA Finals, they obviously go down 2-0. They've been in this position a lot. And it is good that you have the same team from those runs that know exactly. They have the composure. They're not panicking. They know how to respond after a game like this. But the most important thing is the respond. What's different in game two? Do they come out and it just looks like a completely different ball game? Do the Heat look like an eight seed? coming back in game two, or do we see kind of the, if Giannis again, uh, and we hope he'll be ready, but if he is unable to go, do we see a same, you you kind of tread water until he comes back? I I mean, that's the focus for me now.
1: Well, Shams reported just as we were starting the show that there's some optimism that he might play in game two. And if he plays, that's great. If he doesn't, I expect there to be a better plan, how to use Brook, how to use Drew, how to use Kurt? Because now we know that Giannis isn't going to be in the game. Everyone, I saw tweets from Bucks people that I like, Ben. Bucks analysts and talkers that I respect tweeting yesterday things like, well, now we know what Coach Bud looks like without Giannis there to save him. Right now we know what <laughs> But It's like, well, wait a minute. Was he supposed to have a second detailed game plan just in case Giannis got hurt? Like, that's not fair. Come on. So in game two, if they're without Giannis, I think the game plan will reflect that and I think the Bucks will win. And if Giannis is back, I think they'll be a lot better because Giannis is the best player in the world and he does a million things well. And I think they'll win. I think they'll win game Two, Anyways, I think they'll come back. Crowd will be into it. They'll start fast. All of the things, whether Giannis is there or not.
0: And the Heat will be without their most important, the most important player in the National Basketball Association and Tyler Hero. Okay, Reggie. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. 877 867 1670. We'll step away. When we come back, we can take your calls. We will also talk about the injury. What did Coach Bud have to say after the game? What's the outlook on Giannis returning? What's he dealing with? We'll get to all of it. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny, and for Bill Michaels.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the
1: Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: <laughs> right now and drives into love. And Giannis, Giannis is hurt. Down. Giannis, I think he's
0: holding the back. He is. He has a back contusion. Um, there was x-ray that was clear here. So we'll monitor him, see how he does, um, you know, see how he wakes up, how he feels the rest of tonight, tomorrow. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show, Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, here with you on this snowy Monday. That is Coach Mike Boonholzer after the game talking about Giannis's injury. It then came out Grant that uh, Sham said that there's some optimism that he woke up feeling good. Might play on Wednesday. Oh, good. No, that was a question, not a statement. That's what you said last oh, segment.
1: Oh, 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 yeah. I saw that there was optimism. I did. I was hoping that you read somewhere that he woke up feeling good. I did not wake up feeling good. I was very sad when I woke up this morning. <laughs> I know <laughs> Bucks lost, etc.
0: I woke up sore today for some reason. The back is golf. tight. A lot of golf, uh, a lot of walking, a lot even, of golf, which now is going to be thrown completely out the window, thanks to Mother Nature and what she has decided to do. I'm sorry. So eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Yes, Shams tweets out, uh, and we'll have the audio coming up in a little bit. That there's optimism surrounding Buckstar Yannisat kumbos availability for Game Two. Um, I, I don't even want to. 100% say that they need him back for game two or they need him back. I think they could still beat the Heat without Giannis yes. there. Just having prepared for the games, knowing Giannis won't be there. It's a very big variable that would be different for Coach Bud and company. Uh, 877-867-1670. We'll get to the phones in a second. We do, Grant, have the Twitter question of the 10 o'clock hour presented by the, the tremendous fish fry I had on Friday night oh. after playing around the golf. Uh, out in Green Lake, Wisconsin. What? Uh, believe it or not.
1: but Two, three piece? Two piece. Coleslaw? Two piece. Okay. Beer battered
0: or broiled? Broiled. Good for you. I believe. Go I would on. have to check the tape. Go review Go the tape.
1: haven't the, had a chance to check it yet.
0: Twitter question <laughs> of the 10 o'clock hour. What's your level concern after the Bucks' 130 to 117 lost to the Heat yesterday? Sky is falling. Somewhat concerned or everything will be fine. Grant Bills, what say you? Um,
1: Somewhat concerned because Giannis is hurt. Totally. I think that, that of course, just, well, I'm not worried. Oh, sick. Good for you. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried at all. I, I will say somewhat concerned, and I will click vote on that Twitter poll right now using my Twitter account,
0: at Wisco Grant. That's what it feels like the answer is. Mm-hmm but the concern is in relation to the injury, not whether the team can bounce back. Cause again, it yeah. is like, like, this is probably the deepest team they've had in years, or at least should be playing like it come playoff time. And I expect with time that'll actually come to fruition. The cons- well, Yeah. The concerning part to me is okay. Giannis is a back injury and given the very violent ups and downs of an NBA game, not to mention someone of his size and all the jumping and landing and sometimes landing awkwardly. Honestly, the back feels like something that takes a lot of stress. And he did have like, it's a contusion because he hit it on the court. It's not as if he pulled a muscle, but still that feels like something where you could play through it in the coming days with a lot of treatment, but it doesn't feel like something that'll just go away. That'll just be gone with, with a day or two. But it's
1: not, as you said, something prohibitive, like Ben Simmons, very severe back injury that he's been dealing with now for, for <laughs> five, two years or so. Look, five years. R- really quickly on Giannis' injury before we move on. The NBA playoffs are very long. I have to remind folks of this. There's three rounds, six games on average apiece. That's 18 games, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. That is is how long in a, a regular season, a little bit more than a month, month and a half. Players get hurt like expecting everyone to be 100% healthy the whole time for that whole window, just because it's the playoffs, it'd be a little unrealistic. So just because Giannis dings his back in game one, that that can't change our outlook on every, that should almost be expected, right? There's teams like the Clippers, Paul George is hurt, right? The Suns are probably going to be without Booker or Katie at some point. The Bucks need to be good enough to overcome this. And I think they are. I think this is expected for a long playoff run. It just happened to happen in game
0: one. In the first quarter of game one. Yeah, right away. With many people finally very attentively tuned to what is going to go on in the game and then ready to spend all of Monday overreacting to it.
1: Is this how you feel, by the way, uh, about Badger football? When you and Zach and and the other diehards in Madison have been grinding all offseason, you're looking at the two deep, You're, you're in every little detail, and then week one or week two, against some lesser opponent they don't look great and then all the casuals start complaining about how they're terrible and the sky is falling and that's got to be frustrating for you
0: right somewhat probably basketball more so sure football's a different animal because if the badgers are looking bad in the first 3 games against cupcakes uh, against they look bad. you know they're bad sister jean university then things are really bad so then I we would be tech. wrong yeah like losing yeah. to washington state 8778671670 Thoughts on the Bucks game last night. Now let's go to the phones. Let's get Jim listening to us in Green Bay. Jim, what's up?
2: Hey, how's everything today? Besides it's good. No, huh? Ah, I, that is uh, I, couple-
0: Jim real quick. I wanted to lead the show talking about the weather, but I, I couldn't tell if that would make people more angry or if the Bucks game would. So I decided to just move on to the Bucs.
2: Yeah, you better have to smooth it on. A couple points on the Bucks game. I think in the pregame show with uh, Charles and Kenny Smith and Shaq, uh, that was discussed about the rust. Uh, they were pretty much in agreement that the rest is it's what the Bucks really need at this stage. But Kenny Smith made a really good point. He said they're not going to have physical rest. They're going to have mental rust. And quite frankly, that's kind of what it looked like last night with the mental rust. I don't think they were quite... They kinda of had lost maybe that competitive edge a little bit while Miami had to grind to get in there. So Miami was had that mental edge going. So and then also, even though I do think the Bucks are a better team than Miami, even without Giannis, and I don't want to say the sky's falling, do you have to look at game two and say, This is a must win already? Because if you go down 0-2 and you have to go to Miami, you're behind the eight ball already. What do you think? Grand Bills,
0: are we in must win territory? I love- I love when we debate whether a game is a must
1: win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds dumb, but yeah, they probably got to win game two, Right. Don't you think about a gym drop off?
0: Appreciate the call, Jim. 877-867-1670. You want to chime in? That's how you do it. I don't, I'm not going to do it yet because (laughs) here's the thing. Do you want to, if we want to talk about it, literally is game two a must win. Do they have to win it? No, they don't. They could lose the next two and still be okay. They're not in the finals facing another juggernaut of a team. It's the Heat. They're the eight seed for a reason. They, j- mm-hmm. they just had the greatest shooting night of their collective lives. Maybe because yeah, they, they were playing key, on a the way, different color score. They scored court.
1: 130. That's, that was the, they did that three times the entire regular season, just for context. It
0: was the fourth time all year. It was crazy. And down the stretch of the game, even when the game was over, there were so many. It, it felt like there were 15 daggers all hit from that, that short corner by... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I forget his name. I was, I turned the audio off. Yeah, probably. I turned the audio off at a certain point. I started listening to a golf podcast to clear my brain. It's like, I didn't want to hear just shot after shot after shot go in. So it actually made me miss the Reggie Miller bit, which we'll play coming back. The golf was good this weekend, by the way. Oh my, the golf was tremendous. Good showing from Spieth. Matt Fitzpatrick wins. Uh, Patrick Cantlay.
1: Some might say that Speith carried that late round momentum from the Masters over into this weekend. Some
0: might. He was not rusty. We're gonna coming up in the noon hour, we could get into some of that and maybe talk yeah. about how the person who finished third in the golf tournament could have something to do with the Bucks fixing their court. Could. That's a later discussion. 877 1670 But yeah, I am I'm not in must-win territory. It is and I like to spin it when someone says, okay, do they have to win? Is it a must win for the next game? I wouldn't even say it's a can't lose. They easily can lose and be fine. But if Giannis doesn't play and we all hope he does, but if he does not play, it is a must show the public that something is different game. Uh. You can't come out and play the same way you did. Even if Giannis is out like that, excuse is gone. You have two days to get ready. You have two days to reset your brain and prepare. Again, it's all about the response here. When you get punched in the mouth on the first game of a series or in the first round of a boxing match, those matches are a certain amount of rounds for a reason. And this series is a seven-game series if it goes that far for a reason. So it's how you respond. So it's must come out with a different energy, with a different plan if needed. Just look different. Change whatever crap that was yesterday.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I'll feel probably the same amount of confident whether Giannis is healthy or not healthy. I, I just think going into game two, knowing the circumstances before the opening tip, that's enough for the Bucs to be able to win this game and, and win it rather confidently, honestly. Whether Giannis is playing, okay, Giannis is playing, and we know, and we can set our game plan. Giannis isn't playing, okay. Bucks are still better. Now they know they can set their game plan accordingly. I, I just think having a degree of certainty going into this game with or without Giannis is enough for the Bucks to win this game confidently and look really good.
0: 877-867-1670 can take your calls when we come back. Let's do this. So towards the end of the game yesterday and Ben Kenny grant bills in for Bill Michaels, we might be in all week. Actually, we don't know for sure. There's, there's a bunch of TBD there, but we are definitely here today. We will definitely be here for a couple days this week mostly talking uh, about the Bucks playoff games as they come and go. I want to throw the the Brewers in coming back after the 11 o'clock hour. Good series in San Diego. Fun game yesterday that might have been overshadowed by the Bucs game starting. Fun ending. So we'll get to that coming up at 11. Um, and then we have some Packers NFL draft thoughts, obviously, as that is fast approaching next Thursday. The NFL draft is upon us. But coming back out of this break, there were some comments made on the broadcast yesterday that happened to make waves on the social medias as comments often do. It had to do with Giannis. It had to do with another injury that suffered that was suffered by the heat. So we'll play that for you coming back. We'll react to it. And uh, maybe the history of a certain broadcaster and uh, inability to pronounce certain things. We'll get to all that coming back. Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills, and for Bill Michaels.
2: Covering
1: Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It really took either
2: team out of their game, but clearly the MVP out of the Coombo means so much for Milwaukee. But they're used to playing without him 11-8, without Giannis. And you see the game that Middleton and Holiday have had for the Bucks. So they've been able and,
1: you know, OG Bobby Portis has been great. It's a bigger loss not having a hero for Miami. Ability to handle the basketball, shoot the basketball. Pretty good
0: at the defensive end. Where does Wolstra go now? There it is. There is Kevin Harlan being the pro that he is. Just noting how big of a loss Giannis is for the Milwaukee Bucks. And there's Reggie Miller doing I don't really know. Bill Michael's show, Ben Kenny Grant, Bill's with you. Grant, what were what were the first thoughts when that crossed the the television feed last night? So
1: I was sitting in my recliner, and at this point in the game, you own a recliner? I have a double recliner. How old are you? I have have one piece of furniture in my small apartment and it's a double recliner. That's it. (laughs) I guess I have a chair. I have a computer chair that I also sometimes pull into the living room, but I'm in my recliner and I thought I heard him say that. Did he, I must've missed something. So I backed it up. Like, no, I think I backed it up again just to make sure. And then I saw the tweets about it. So I realized I wasn't the only one who caught it. Look, Reggie Miller is not a good analyst. (laughs) He's annoying. I don't enjoy his delivery. I I just, most basketball people don't like Reggie Miller. It's not personal. Don't like him, this is nothing new. And like it was a dumb take. Maybe I kind of see what he was going for. It's a dumb take. I also think it's like a casual thing to complain about today. Like if you're, if you host a sports show and you're spending more than five, 10 minutes on this, you're doing too much. This is nothing new. Reggie says dumb stuff like this all the time. The captain of this,
0: Grant, that is from last All Star game. 2022
1: I, I i was i was about to say i don't know which color commentator i like the most but it's it's stan van or not stan van gundy uh the other one the mike mike van gundy and mark jackson and Breen. that's the best booth i tolerate stan van gundy i actually like hubie brown a lot i love hubie brown i don't need him in high profile games but i enjoy hubie brown reggie is just i don't know he does nothing for me never has
0: yeah, I, I do get what he was going for. It's the same thing as when Carmelo Anthony was on the Knicks in, it was when LeBron was on the Heat, maybe 2013, 2014, and he got MVP votes because the argument was, if you take Carmelo Anthony off of the six seed Knicks, they are the worst team in basketball, which probably wasn't false. And then if you take LeBron off the Heat, oh, they have D-Wade and Chris Bosh. But that doesn't take away from the fact that LeBron was the best player in basketball. And had they lost LeBron, that is still losing the best player in basketball, which is literally what happened to the Bucs last night.
1: I also just think Tyler Hero is not really that good. Like, he can hit some shots and get hot. and Oh, Tyler Hero so sick. Uh, He culture. He's just
0: not not
1: that great. He's fine.
0: Grayson Allen hit him with the little ball fake there
1: well and that's shocking because tyler here is pretty good defender according to reggie miller i would not put him in that category but i'm not on tnt so maybe he just sees it differently than i do
0: 877-867-1670 at Benzie kenny again the twitter question of the hour we are currently in presented by the tremendous fish fry i had on friday what is your level of concern after the bucks lost to the heat last night, not many people saying the sky is falling, which makes me happy. Grant makes me proud at the least that this is game one. And this is normal for the Bucks. which there's another discussion to be had about whether it should be normal. Should they be playing better in game ones, but they have shown an ability even when they fall and they're facing a deficit. They show an ability to come back from it, which is the more important part uh, 44% say somewhat concerned. 50% say everything will be fine. I'm I'm still, I am in the somewhat concerned camp just because of what does Giannis look like? Even if he comes back, what's he able to do? And can his injury get reaggravated? That That would be the more concerning part of anything. On the court, I, I might even be the most positive person in the state today and say, Chris Middleton didn't play basketball for two weeks and came out and was able to score. Was it a perfect game? No, but one of my biggest questions entering last night's or yesterday's game was, is Chris Middleton going to be the playoff deliverer that he has been? Because they clearly need it, right? We saw last yeah. year what happens when he's not there, when he's hurt. But the Bucks have, like, Middleton's been out a couple weeks. The Bucks, as Reggie Miller did note, do have experience playing without Giannis. But to me, that guy has to be, has to be Middleton. And he showed, was it a perfect game again? No. But he showed to me that, I think we can trust him again going into this playoffs. If there were questions about the time off and getting ready for the run, I think we can trust him going forward. I can, I think we can trust him as that guy.
1: Yeah. Need to be a little bit cleaner when Giannis got hurt. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I think everyone was trying to figure out their role, right? Because Giannis does so much. So when Giannis goes out, we need to fill this need and we need to handle this responsibility. It's like when someone in your office takes vacation and you need to figure out, oh, well, they normally do that form on Fridays. They normally send that email, right? And you have to figure out all the things and divvy up the responsibilities. I thought they did a poor job assigning like not the point guard, but the person who is initiating offense. Chris was doing it a lot. And I just don't think that he should. When, when Drew Holiday's on the court, because Chris Middleton isn't the best ball handler, and he's a good passer in the pick and roll with Giannis, and he can make some good passes. He can also throw the ball away. He had five turnovers. So Giannis brings the ball up a lot. He gets hurt, and then I think the Bucs were trying to figure out, all right, who initiates offense? I would prefer it, for it to be Drew, a little bit too much Chris, and I think that led to some turnovers and some sloppiness that could have been prevented had that responsibility just been given to someone other than Middleton.
0: Does that make sense? It does. A very Drew Holiday stat line last night. Six of 18 from the field, two of nine Mm -hmm. from three, but seven boards, 16 assists. Where That that could be a case of the box score not telling the whole story, where he still can have a tremendous positive impact. You would like him to shoot a lot better than that.
1: Yeah. Typically, if Drew shoots poorly and he's inefficient, It's because he's expending a lot of energy defensively. And I have a difficult time with that because Miami got to their spots really easily. They got their shots off. Oh gosh, they were. It would be be one thing if Drew couldn't hit shots and he was really putting the clamps on Jimmy Butler, right? Or really doing a good job, but they couldn't get stops either. So you kind of got the worst of both worlds with Drew Holiday. You got inefficient scattered offense and defense that didn't really make up
0: for it. Yeah, I'm excited to see how the defense is different. Because uh, do they come out with the same plan and just say they can't hit that many shots again? I figure we see some smaller adjustments, but the overall approach. I'm excited to see the the approach to the defensive side. I real quick did not play for Pat Connaughton. I didn't notice that until today. What do we you make asked me of earlier that? Earlier
1: in the show, you said, "What's your biggest disappointment?" And I'm like, oh, let me pull up the box score so I can see the players and like let me." I didn't even I didn't even realize that yesterday. At no point during yesterday's game did I go, "Oh, Pat hasn't checked in." I'm not saying that that's a bad choice by Bud, I just that's wild to me. I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: I mean, Joe Ingles is
1: somewhat in that role. It feels like. Yeah. Joe Ingles can do more. We're well, both poor defensively. <laughs> Joe Ingles can pass.
0: He could do and more, more can, on offense.
1: He can do more on offense. Neither one of them can play a lick of defense. Although Joe Ingles is savvy. He's a savvy defensive player. He can put his body in the way. I think the refs decided before the game that they're not giving Milwaukee a single charge call, especially Joe Ingles. They said, screw that guy. We're not giving him anything. But Ingles is a savvy defender, where Pat is just a bad defender.
0: They're both bad, but... He he might be a Wade Miley-esque defender. Tremendous comp. Not going to do anything special. Probably still not great, but more effective than you would believe. Yeah, eight every five days. Speaking of Wade Miley, we're going to get to him coming up at eleven. We'll we'll throw the Brewers in the conversation. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to join the show, that is how you do it. Bucks lose one thirty one seventeen to the Heat. Uh, we'll get to the phones when we come back. We also have some people chiming in on Twitter. There's some people that are concerned, Grant. we we'll, we'll get to okay. what they have to say. Coming back uh, again, we'll throw the Brewers in. Coming up in about ten minutes. Packers draft thoughts to come. The voluntary workouts started today. Quarterback one, running back one, wide receiver one, all showing up to the building. We'll get into the Packers. Some other NFL news as well. Lot to get to today. Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels.
1: Ready. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Show Ben Kenny Grant bills here with you on this on this Monday. Haven't even Grant ha- haven't even touched the concept of having to shovel on April seventeenth, yeah. and I don't know if we will. But a topic that has brought some similar angst across the state. Bucks lose to the Heat last night, one thirty one seventeen. Level of concern? There's some. Uh, our, our buddy G Dub chimes in on Twitter at Z. Kenny. Uh, somewhat concerning. Here's why this is what he said. Said this isn't the first time they looked and played like this at the end of the season. They looked the same way. And I thought to myself, they can't play like this. uh, And they look like they don't want to be playing. I think that speaks to the rust, which again is explainable, but frustrating at the same time. I think that's where I come down on most of last night's game. It's like you sit back and say, okay, I, I could see how they came out flat And something that's happened in the past and they tend to not play well in game ones, then adjustments happen and they play better as the season goes along, but that doesn't make it less irritating.
1: Look, there is a very realistic world in which Giannis stays healthy for that entire game. They pour it on in the second half and we're not talking about rust. We're not talking about them coming out sluggish. We're not talking about any of that stuff today. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason games are four quarters long. That's, There's a reason why. Like college basketball games, two halves, 20 minutes, things can get a little wet, things a little wild. You don't really know. Those games fly by. All of a sudden, 11 minutes have gone by and the Badgers haven't made a shot, right? You know how that goes. NBA games are four quarters long. So, look, we can bemoan the rust and it's game one and they didn't show up ready to play. Look, if Giannis stays healthy, they probably get hot in the third quarter, lock it down, and they go on to win. And we're not talking about any of this today. So it's not that I'm dismissing the Rust comments. I, I, I hear them. I, I hear you. I'm I'm taking what you have to say under advisement and consideration, but I think this is mostly just about Giannis getting hurt. I think that's ninety nine percent of this game.
0: Right, but it is I I mean they are a team that have played as Reggie Miller did point out, in addition to <laughs> sure. um, previous miss previous mistakes that he has made, such as this one but as he pointed out, I mean, they are a team that has played without Giannis. Sure. They are somewhat experienced this year, more than you would want them to be at playing without him.
1: And the nuggets have played without Jokic and the Sixers have played without him. Like all of these stars miss a certain number of games. There's a difference between going into a game, knowing he's not playing and him leaving surprisingly with an injury. Those are two different situations.
0: Right. I agree with that. But there I I do think there's something to be said about making those changes in-game more efficiently. Maybe I'm just like... I look down upon the Heat, to be completely honest. That's because they're not very good. I, I look you down should. upon their team. And there's a discussion going on about whether their shooting is sustainable going forward. Can they do that again? It's like, they very well could do it again because we just saw them do it. There's this... like. Would I rely on them hitting the amount of shots they hit last night going forward? No, I don't think it's going to happen. But that's not to say it's automatically not going to. They're not automatically going to revert back to their mean of the whole season. They just showed an ability last night to shoot at that level. So I think it would be somewhat naive to think that, oh, there's no way they'll do it again. They could. They have the ability to. So that's why...
1: Yeah, and because they did it in game one, I feel like they're more likely to do it in game two. Don't, sports work that way sometimes, right, Ben? Like if a crummy bullpen has a great series, they might be crummy, but now they're feeling confident. They got the juice, so they might continue to be good moving forward. I feel like, team like the Heat, you give them a little confidence hitting threes, they're more likely to keep shooting the three well. Sorry to cut you off.
0: Exactly, and that's that's the adjustments. hopefully, that is a better performance overall by the Bucs coming up on Wednesday, I believe is game two. All right. We'll hit the top of the hour. We'll get back to the Bucks conversation. 877-867-1670. That's how you join. We will throw some Brewers in as well. Overshadowed by the Bucks loss. The Wade Miley day yesterday. We'll talk about it. A lot more to come. Ben Kenney and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels.